You're listening to the King of the Fourth podcast, offering in-depth analysis on all things Boston Celtics with your hosts, Jim and Mike Quigley. Hey, post All-Star break, um, King of the Fourth pod, the Celtics played two games um, and, you know, 2-0, and picking up right where they left off, uh, a beatdown against a uh, um, simmons list, Durant-less, Kyrie Irving-less, Brooklyn Nets. And then um, kind of a grinded out win uh, where they pulled away late in the fourth against a, you know, very willing and able Pistons team that um, seems to play them tough. Um, you know, even the Celtics may not have played the best game, but I think the Pistons certainly come to play uh, at least the last two games against the Celtics. Um, I, I think any initial thoughts from me is that this team you know, they kind of picked up where they left off and this is a really good basketball team. And I think it's worthy to have the discussion of whether they're a contender now, but contender that is and how far this team can go. Um, you know, the pieces seem to fit pretty well. I know there's could be some Indoka criticisms about, you know, the shortened rotation he has, but I, I think on the whole, what they're doing is working. And um, Mike, you know, from my perch, and I'll give it over to you. You know, you look at the top tier teams in the in the East, the Milwaukee, um, the Sixes, and then you assume Brooklyn will will figure it out and get going. But after that, uh, whether it's the Bulls, the Heat, or whomever, I think the Celtics are right there, and I I think they might be the top of that next tier. If you, from to be honest, because of the way they play defense, and they have two um, high caliber scorers and all stars. And in the playoffs, that's a recipe for success. And uh, as we saw last year, an injury here, a mistake there, and all of a sudden Milwaukee's in the finals and the Hawks are in the Eastern Conference finals. And and you just, things work right for the Celtics. You know, this could be a team that plays well into the uh, late spring and early summer. Yeah, it's certainly starting to look that way. They... Um, you know, prior to the all-star break, they're defending at a really high level. I think, you know, they're getting their feet under and under them again these last two games on the defensive end, but they move the ball well. They attack the basket. Uh, they try to get up the court extremely fast and play at a, you know, play at a fast rate. Uh, the starters play really great together. Um, Grant Williams is becoming a real, you know, um, really good piece off the bench. And I agree as far as how the East looks. If you look at, you know, the the top tier teams, I think it's it's Philly, Milwaukee, in Brooklyn when they're healthy, and then the Celtics are right there in that next tier with the Bulls, Miami, and and then the Celtics. You know, um, I think the it, I think it depends a little bit on matchups. Um, I, I I I would hope to avoid Brooklyn as much as possible and see. You know, see how it see how it plays out. That would that that I think that's the the best case scenario. Um, and the first round matchup against Milwaukee would be really tough too. But you know, I think this team definitely. I agree. I think they're a contender. I think you can start having that conversation, and we'll know this week. Uh, this is this isn't going to be an easy week. I think tomorrow's a tough game. Uh, Indiana's got a lot of scoring. You know, Buddy Hield's been playing out of his mind since he got traded there, and then. You know, you're playing Atlanta, who always plays you tough. And then Thursday night, let's see what happens. You know, that's going to be a big test. And 
Uh, but so far they've been passing every test and they're playing really well together. And uh, Tatum's moving the ball uh, so well and Grant shooting it so well. And Rob is just such a force. So everything seems to be clicking. I, I do wish that they had a little bit of a deeper bench. And I do agree with Stan Van Gundy a little bit uh, that the Celtics do lack some scoring that could hurt them in the playoffs. I, I think, you know, teams will be able to scheme the Celtics well in that, you know, they, I think there's going to be a, a lot of times where you see the Celtics struggle to score in the half court in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that's part of it. Although they've been a little bit tougher to defend when they're fully healthy in that starting five and things kind of even out, but the shooting is still an issue. You saw it today at one point, I think there was six for 22 from three point land and then Peyton Pritchard got, got going and um, that could be a, a big help. If he can find his shot off the bench, that's something they haven't had all year. Um, a guy that just can come in and shoot the ball, and we know he can, but it just hasn't been consistent. The minutes haven't been consistent. That has something to do with it. He's getting consistent minute now, minutes now, and for the first time, I think, um, during the stretch where he's been playing since the Schroeder trade, um, he really he provided something for them. And, hey, I give him a um, – you, you talked about learning on the job. I thought he deserves a lot of credit for the crunch time, the way he handled that today. Um, with about seven minutes left, uh, he took White out, uh, and you, you, you had a five of Horford, uh, Tatum, Brown, Pritchett, and Smart. And you assumed at some point Horford and Pritchett will come to the bench and White and, and um, Williams would come back in. But that unit played so well, and Pritchett provided them with such a spark and gave them that shooting and that offense that you were talking about. And he stuck with them, and he finished it. And um, it's kind of the exact opposite of the San Antonio game earlier in the year when of all people, Cantor was doing the job and he took him out in the final two minutes and went with Horford and a run came from um, the Spurs. And, you know, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe it didn't, but he stuck with what was work and he rewarded the players that got him there. I I, I thought that was um, a sign of growth for him. And, and, you know, a guy that, you know, we talk about being able to adapt and grow as a, a head coach and we're seeing that more and more from him, I think. I think so too, uh, especially during this winning streak with the way they've been buying in on the defensive end, the way they're moving the ball, the way they're getting up and down the court. So maybe it was less EMA and more health, just like it's been that way for the last two years. Uh, this game today is an example. Oh, of- I, I do. I do think you were right earlier in the year to be critical of him. I, I, I thought his continued use of Schroeder and crunch time and you, you, nailed him on these things a lot and you were right in the rotations the way he used them and everything um i i think you know i see a lot of right now we owe him an apology well it's, you don't owe anyone an apology if you're commenting on sports and being critical yeah. um you know it's the same way right now if things go well down the line you shouldn't take away the praise just you're saying now so um yeah just this this yeah. game is this game is an example of the improvement of the team because this they would have lost earlier in the year they would have lost this game last year they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have pulled out a twenty to six run like they did in the fourth quarter um, they they just would have they would have gone to one on one like the beginning of the third quarter would extended for the whole second half um, so it was nice nice to see them pull away and just be able to win these games. <laughs> They just, abused, do, they just abused Cunningham down the stretch. <laughs> they did. Just one, thing, one thing that I really want to see from this team, though, their record in close games is still, like, really bad. 
like one of the worst yeah. records in the NBA. I think it's like some like five and 12 or five and 13 in games uh, by five points or less. So, you know, you talk about this team being a contender. Um, they look more like a front runner right now. So we really need to see them in some close games here down the stretch that they pull it out at the end and start winning some of those games in order for, I think, all of us to take them collectively serious. Oh, because in the playoffs, all those games are going to be close. They're going to be tough. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm already there in terms of serious. I, I, I thought I saw, um, particularly in that Atlanta game and in that Denver game, um, where they had to grind out those victories and come back. You know, I know they had the Detroit one right before the All-Star break, but I, I think this is a really good team. And um, the way they're hammering bad teams is a sign that they're a really good team. Um, you're correct. When they play good teams, you want to see them close things out. Um, but, you know, I also wonder, what does a close game mean? Uh, like, they were close with Charlotte in Chicago down the stretch. And uh, did they pull out a big enough lead the last time they played them at home where it's not close anymore? Um, so I, 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 I see those numbers. I understand them. Uh, we obviously saw the collapses earlier in the year. Uh, I don't think this is the same basketball team that we saw earlier in the year. Um, and I understand people might need to see that. For me, I, I I feel pretty confident about any one of the three teams I mentioned them going ahead head to head with. And I think they got a puncher's chance against the three teams. Well, I think they do definitely against Philly and they got a puncher's chance against Milwaukee. I don't think anybody has a chance against Brooklyn if they're healthy. And if, if they're, they're mentally, healthy, yeah, and if they're mentally, if they're mentally healthy too, that's a big um, You know, the fact it's just crazy. The fact that Ben Simmons hasn't played yet. When you when you had guys who hadn't played for like two years get ready in a night to go play in the NBA during these COVID, you know, rosters, I can't believe he's not out there in, in Brooklyn right now. It's just, and now you're hearing he's got some back issues and he might be out until after the Philadelphia game, which I feel like is him just skipping the Philadelphia game. It is. That's exactly yeah, what it is. So I, I look at that Brooklyn team and they're going to incorporate him into the next. I mean, he, we don't, I don't want to turn this to next podcast, but the thing that killed Philly in the playoffs is Listen. that he, he would just kill their, their offense. He would in the half court, you know, you, uh, you couldn't spread teams out with the exception of that 19 team where they just had shooters everywhere except for him. Yeah. I, I just, well, that's what Brooklyn has. That's exactly what Brooklyn has. Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn has some of it. Not, yeah, I mean, they, they really do. Yep. They got Durant, Curry and Kyrie. Um, yeah. Those three. And they also, if Joe Harris comes back and then I don't think they Joe have Harris Patty Mills. Back. Yeah. Patty Mills too. So they do well, have Aldridge. Yeah. I don't think Paul Aldridge is a distance shooter, but I we'll we'll see how it all lines up. It's going to be health and chemistry and all those things. I, this isn't they're not getting together during training camp. They have to figure this out in in March and April right now. Yeah, and I think it all depends on Durant for that team. I think everybody else is just a side card. If he's healthy, then they're a contender. And if he's you know he's not, it, it's it for the Celtics. I really feel like you know. They they got to get home court in the first round. They have to get they got to get to a four seed or the three seed. I really want to see that because I think that makes a big difference. Their home record and road record, although the road record is getting a lot better. Well, well they, is, it, is it the home court that matters, or is it who you play? 
in the first round. Well, I mean, if you're playing Cleveland in the first round, you're on the road. I don't think it matters. Well, but if, if you're playing Milwaukee in the first round, you got home court advantage. I think it matters. Yeah, it but but yeah. if you had a chant, let's say they're all grouped together, and if the difference is between being four and playing Milwaukee five, or maybe you lose and you go all the way down to six and play Chicago at three. Well, yeah, I'd rather be, be six. six than four. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's. Yeah, Maybe I, I don't know. Right now. I don't know. I think if we if we know anything about Chicago, not this current team, just Chicago itself, you know, I think it was they're a really hard team to beat in Chicago. Just traditionally, I would still play rather play them. Even then. like Derrick Rose's rookie year when they took the Celtics to seven games. Oh, I agree. I yeah, that's a rather, really hard place to play in the playoffs. I'd still rather play them than play Milwaukee. Oh, what? I don't know. I think oh, people I got. I think people are down on Chicago, and it's like, have you been watching, man? Have you been watching? I'm not the down on them, but they're not at that level. They're not. They're not at the level of those top three teams. Uh, they they're good. They're really good, but they're not Milwaukee, or Brooklyn's healthy, or, or Philly. I, I just don't think they are, and I don't think Miami is either. Um, I think they're good, and they they'll get regular season wins. But I think when you actually game plan. They're a lot easier to game plan against than those other three teams. Um, let's do like over under here. So we're talking about it. If we're doing like seating, all right, uh, let's start there. The Celtics over under uh, four and a half for the seat. So what, what does that mean? So would they be the four? So <laughs> four. So. <laughs> let's say let's are they do you think they'll or right, let's just say four over and under on four um so i think the celtics are going to end up right in that range so i'll say the over that there's a better chance that they'll end up as a three of a four seed than a six or a seven seed or something yeah it's tough though i i i think um their schedule gonna, in march is really really yeah hard. i think i think i'm gonna go under I, I think, you know, those teams are going to keep winning. I, I think the Celtics are going to continue to play well. I think they're definitely not going to be put in the play, and I think they'll be out of that. But I, I think it's going to be a five or six seed um, at the end of the day. And I, I think all those teams are going to – It's we're going to talk about three, four games back between the, the six and the first. I think it's going to stay in that range. It's going to stay in that range. Yeah. Yeah. The Celtics do have a tough, tough schedule in March. But it's, I feel like they've been getting lucky with guys being out, so – I just feel like that luck's going to continue and they're going to end up in the top four. It would be something, you know, from where they were. It would be something to get in that top four and uh, you didn't see the garden uh, pumped up and ready to go. Um, yeah. So playoff series wins. Let's start that at um, one and a half. And how far would you predict them going at this point? I know it's tough because the East is so good. Yeah, I I'd say over the one and a half, but I I have a really hard time predicting them going past the second round. I think it's going to be really hard. I think the team that comes out of the East has to have perfect health. Everything's going to have to go perfect for them. So, uh, but if you if you have them over one and a half, you have them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. One and a half would be two rounds and be done in the second round. You mean if how many series wins would they have? So that means you would say they would have two series wins. That means oh, they so I'd say they're going to have less than two series wins. So you're under. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
And I'm gonna, I, I, just, yeah, I think it's going to be really hard. I think it's going to, I think these teams are going to need luck and talent to get through the East. Uh, it's not like the West where it's just going to be Phoenix and, and Golden State, you know, at the end or, or Memphis and Golden State at the end. It's the East is, the East is very unpredictable. All top six, all six of those teams could end up winning the East. Yeah, they, they really could. And um, I, I'm going to go. And home court does matter in the playoffs. Home court matters a lot in the NBA playoffs. It does. I am going to go over um, because I want to be an optimist. <laughs> and I want to believe in this team. I want to be a fanboy. And I, I've i seen this team have success in the playoffs. And, and I think the what they have is a recipe for success. If you, you have two guys that can create their own offense and when things go bad, what you need in the playoffs because things break down in the playoffs – the Miami offenses of the world, they don't work like they do in the regular season because teams game plan and it's a lot hotter. Um, so you need individual scorers that can make things happen. Um, and then you need really good defense. And uh, that can raise it up a level. So I, I think, you know, you talk about luck, maybe that will continue. They get the right matchups. They, they upset somebody. But I, I – I don't think they'll get beyond the Eastern Conference Finals, but I'm saying that getting to the Eastern Conference Finals today on, uh, you know, February 26, 2022, I'm saying they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I, I mean... How do you like that world? Yeah, you never know. You never know. I just... Yeah, they could. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the East. I I think any of these top six teams could. I I, I do believe in Chicago. Um Especially if Chicago ends up with the one seed, because these places are hard to win. They're, it's hard to win you on the could road. Be Brooklyn, if you get the one seed, <laughs> you could end up with Brooklyn in the first round, though. If you get the one seed, yeah, yeah, or the, or the two seed, you could end yeah, up with them seed. too. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's yeah, I, that's that's an interesting. Uh, and it could go and find, by that point. Kyrie's going to be playing home games, so it's like, yeah, well, that's if Kyrie plays. We could get to the playoffs, and his back hurts. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. that's He's, true. They... Talk about the most unreliable player. It's Kyrie. Guys Simmons will at least play. Simmons will be out there. <laughs> but I don't know if well, Kyrie will. Well, well, we'll see. Well, I mean, yeah. tradition up until this year, Simmons has always been out there in the playoffs, except ah, that one year true. he got that serious injury and he, he, missed he missed the bubble. A, he missed the bubble, you know, yeah. he missed a season and a half to start his career. Um He's missed. He's missed a lot of games, Simmons. Yeah, he's um, you, you could end up being really lucky against Brooklyn and, and be playing the lineup we're watching right now. <laughs> um, well, if they have that lineup, they're not getting out of the playing. But I, yeah, I, I just want to. I, I just feel like those top three seeds. I feel like you have such an advantage with the top two seeds having home court for for two rounds. Um, it's it's not often that you see a, a team that doesn't have home court go to the NBA finals. I, I can't think of many teams that, that haven't that, that have done it. How many that haven't how many, had home court? Yeah. How many non top three seeds have, have gotten out of the East over the last decade? I, I'm sure the number is really low. The Celtics uh, in 2010, you know, but that's more than a decade ago. Um, they weren't, a, they weren't a top three seed. Would they just not try in the regular season yeah, and turn it on kind of thing? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they had three Hall of Famers, though. So. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I really have to think about that. I, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, you see it in other sports all the time. The road teams win. 
I don't. It's, you don't see it in the NBA. Uh, you really don't. Though. It's it's just so the refs crazy. are so the refs have such an impact on the game yeah, in the playoffs. But it's like just, there's it's so just, much that goes into it. It's such a different year with all these teams so close to one another, and you can have Brooklyn all the way down at the end of the seedings. And like you said, if they're healthy, they're the most talented team. I think this year is so weird. Another over-under for you. So there's 20 games left. The Celtics are 36 and 26. Um, Over-under yeah, yeah. over on uh, 49 and a half wins. Will they get to 50? So they'll have to go 14 and 6 the rest of the way. Oh, they'll get to 50. This team's getting the 50. So you're going over. I, I think they're going to be a top four seed. They're getting the 50. Yeah, I, I lean over. It's going to be hard. 14 and 6 is, you know, there's no picnic to get to. And the schedule mm-hmm. isn't, isn't super easy. Um, I think they'll, if they get to 50, it's going to be 14 and 6. I, I, I don't think this team's going to go 15 and 5 or 16 and 4 the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, 49 or 50, I think they're going to get there. Yeah. Pretty impressive that where they were, that they could end up with 50 wins though, um, this year. All things considering where they were. Yeah, I gave up on them. Games I was, like, ago. I, was yeah. like, I fucking hate this team. I was I was done with them. I was like, these guys fucking suck. <laughs> they did. They were horrible. I hated watching them. It was I didn't want to do the podcast after time. Like it sucked. Like the last year and a half was just long with, with the Celtics. I, I can't get over we you, you made like million jokes about the horny about basketball. Like I can't even explain how happy I am to be watching a team that's good again because like Oh my God, was it rough? It was fucking rough. Thank you to a healthy Marcus Smart. It looks like 15 and one, yeah. 16 games he's played. Um, has really made the difference. Uh, you know, it's, and you look at this rotation, uh, they're playing eight right now. Um, you know, I'd I'd know Tice is going to play, man. Play Tice. I'd like to see a way to get him in the rotation to save yeah. Al some wear and tear, save Williams some wear and tear for the playoffs. Well, Al played 37 tonight, yeah. so he's not playing tomorrow. I guarantee it. Everything we talked about, um, you know, how far they could go. Then, like, if I do my major concern, you talked about their offense. My major concern is, can Rob Williams get through the playoffs healthy? I mean, last year he missed because of a toe injury. He's missed some games here for, with a calf. So, to me, like, can he play through – Injuries. That's like my next level of question for him. Can he play hurt and be effective? Um, can he stay healthy through a grind of the playoffs? Um, that that's my number one question with this team going forward, more than anything else, is how much can he stay on the court when it matters most um in the playoffs? When things you know, you're playing every other day sometimes and it's you're playing big, big minutes, high intensity minutes from the tip off. Can can we count on him to be out there? And that's that's a good question because their whole game plan is built around him. Their whole defense is built around Rob. So, yeah, if he goes down, they're, you know, if he goes down, they're, they're done. They're done. I mean, yeah. they could maybe they went around, they, they end up playing Cleveland, but no way. He's too important now. He's he's the third best player in the team. Yeah. And that's saying something because Smart has been really good. Well, Rob's better. And, and, and Rob's been excellent. I think he's the third best player as well. And he, he yeah. just changes everything. And that's why I thought it took so much guts for Adoka not to play him down the stretch. And I thought it was the right move playing Horford today. Speaking of Williams, both Williams, either Rob or Grant deserve consideration for most improved play. 
in the NBA. In the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I, 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 I think so, but I, I'm not watching all these other teams. Like, I, who, who else is in the discussion around the NBA for that? Who's in the, who's, who's even in that discussion right now? It's a really good question. Um, I'm trying to think of teams that are contending and that are. Oh, probably Desmond Bain, right? Yeah, I would think he's playing he's at like an all star level. He's made a big leap for sure. For sure, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be a really good candidate for that. Um, Tyler Halliburton. I think yeah. he's taking a big leap this year. But other, Yeah, are those expected leaps? Um, he was really good last year. Um, yeah, I would say Bain was an expected leap to be where he's at now. I mean, they're yeah. talking about trading Dylan Brooks in the offseason. That's how good Bain's been. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, so I think they both should be in the discussion. Um, who, who would you think out of the two of them would you think deserves it more? Uh, Grant, because I think we saw some of this with Rob last year and we knew it was there. Um, come on. If anybody said you saw this coming with Grant Williams, you're fucking lying. Like you could say, I, I knew he was going to be a good NBA player. Like I know you were saying that all along, Jim. but to say he was going to be like better than PJ Tucker. Um, he's, He's a starter on an NBA Finals team. That's how good he is. He could be a starter on this team next year, depending on what happens with Al. I don't think that's yeah. nuts at all. Um, I would still lean Rob just because of the impact he has on the team. And um, he didn't have this impact last year. He was good, but it wasn't this. Um, he He's become a much better defender. What he did against Jokic down the stretch – where he played him one-on-one and, and he, he contained like his um, bounce, I guess, where he wasn't jumping at every fake and was able to really yeah. handle him and handle him well. It was really impressive. And then, you know, those things a year ago against Embiid and Jokic, he would have had five fouls. Fouls in two minutes. Yeah. And yeah, so, he dominated uh, Miles Turner the other day too. He played really, yeah. yeah. I will say this though. Um Rob's better than this player, but this is the guy who's probably going to get most improved player. Uh, Jared Allen in Cleveland is probably going to get it. Uh, but, but, but Rob's the better player. Yeah, but I Allen, think Allen's had a better year. Um, yeah. He's definitely worthy. Uh, Garland's another guy. I guess. I mean, I, it's hard for me to give most improved player to a guy that I know is that good. Yeah. You know? But he yeah, took a big like, step from last year. He really yeah. did. He took a big step from last year. Um, just, uh, yeah, I was just thinking those two guys, um, deserve some consideration. Uh, quickly, do you want to preview these, you know, you brought it up these next three games where it's, yeah. um, it's, you know, some real games, actually. the Indiana game, which, um, could be tough because it's a back-to-back and you mentioned Halliburton and, um, what's his oh, name? I think, I think, I think you're underestimating tomorrow's game. I think it's be high scoring. Indiana can score the ball. They have four guards now that can all score. Brogdon, the rookie, Halliburton, and Hale—they shoot the ball really well. So we'll see how the it, we'll see how it goes. I think the Celtics should win tomorrow, but I think it'll be an entertaining game. And then the Hawks game. Yeah, the, obviously. I mean, Mike, I, I think the Pacers have lost like eight of ten. Oh, like, yeah, so that means they'll beat the Celtics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but the three uh, fall on that is what I'm more interested in. It's the Hawks, the Grizzlies, and then the Nets. Um, yeah, so let's start with the Hawks. I'll go there. You can talk about the Grizzlies, and we'll split the Nets. Um, 
the Celtics are better than the Hawks. We know this. And the Celtics are a way better defensive team. They move the ball better than the Hawks move the ball. But for some reason, every time we play Atlanta, all their shoot is shoot. So, you know, I just what I'm looking for in that game is what we saw in the last game, that when it's close, the Celtics just close out at the end of the game because they're better, that they play really good defense. They get they get up on guys. They make it really hard for Atlanta down the stretch and they start taking advantage of matchups because the Celtics have a lot of uh, present a lot of matchup problems for Atlanta. Uh, on when it lands on defensive end, the history between these two teams has always been the Celtics getting wide open shots, not hitting them, and Atlanta getting contested shots and hitting every single one of them. Well, I I think that's the problem with playing Atlanta. What people don't Atlanta was in such a bad hole that they've actually like gone like 12 and six over their last 18, and they're still three or four games under 500. Yeah, Um, more than that, they're blowing out Toronto Toronto as we're speaking by 22 points. the problem with so that reason they're a bad match for the Celtics because they get distant shooters that can make tough contested shots. They can step three, four feet outside the three point line. They can shoot off the dribble. They can. They don't need to move the ball necessarily. To and Hunter have, plays Tatum really, really well. To have success, yeah. And the Celtics on a great shooting team, and I, I do feel like sometimes, and I've actually thought the Celtics in the first half when they played Atlanta last time is. When teams are doing that to them, it's almost like they're shocked that they're getting scored upon. And then on offense, they force things and, and press more than they should without yeah. realizing that maybe this will all even out if we just continue to play our game. Uh, Atlanta will make shots and make a run. Can the Celtics withstand that and um, continue to play how they're supposed to? You know, Yeah, and, you and not turn- let Trey Young get loose. We can talk about each individual game. I mean, the Memphis game is going to be a dynamite game to watch. Memphis is real young, exciting, fun, tough team. I think um, they play like that 2019 Celtics team that made it the Eastern Conference Finals that, you know, they don't know they're supposed to be there and they're just kind of taking off and not caring what anyone else in the world is thinking. They're a great league pass team. And then the Nets, they they probably will have Durant and Kyrie. I'll tell you this. I expect – I think the Celtics are a really good basketball team. They are at home. I expect they win two out of three. Where I a month do. ago – I mean, they're going to win the Atlanta game. Where a month ago, I, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with them winning any because Atlanta's a bad matchup. These two teams are playing really good. So whether they beat Atlanta first and then split the next two, I expect the Celtics team to win at least two out of three on this homestand. And – um because I think they're that level of team now. And I'll be disappointed if they don't, because they I believe they're that level of the team now. Can I give you another guarantee? The last time we play the Nets is in Boston, right? Yeah, it's next Sunday. Kyrie Irving's knee's gonna hurt. He's not might, playing. Yeah. Yeah, he might not. He's not playing. You know, that's, but it, that's not happening. Yeah, especially if the vaccine mandate's lifted and he knows he has other games coming. Um he's, the big, he's yeah, not playing. He may not play. He won't even um, be on the bench. It will. It's got. It's a minor big game that that Sunday next Sunday game because you would be three and one against the Nets and you probably eliminate any chance of them catching you from now until the end of the season in the standings. He still won't play. You're probably not. You know, I, I and that's great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. 
So you talked about earlier in the pod that um, well, he's a, he's just such a dipshit. I, I get miserable talking about Kyrie, so I'm just going to skip that conversation altogether. But we we talk about you talked about earlier, you know them, you know beating good teams in close games. Um, my confidence is there that they can do that, but this will be a show me stretch over these three sure games. Will. Yep, and I I think um. I think teams are going to be pleasantly surprised. You know, we'll probably focus on the one they lose, which probably isn't fair. But um, I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, I do too. I mean, the defense is going to keep them in every game this year going forward, and the defense will be there in the playoffs. Um, so this is this is going to be a fun stretch. These twenty games are going to go by really fast. So. Looking forward to it. Yeah, right. what's cool about it is now that they're in it, every game matters. Like we, tonight, so the Raptors are down big. You know, Grizzlies are up on the Bulls. Wizards playing uh, the, yeah. the Cavs tough without garlic? Or? Cavs are down two. Good. The, yeah. the Spurs are down three to the Heat. You know, and then the Bucks. Wow, two the nights Nets. in a row, the Raptors are getting fucking smoked. And then the Bucks and the Nets are playing. Like you, every night now you can watch a scoreboard. Every night the Celtics game has some meeting because these teams are so close. This is the closest thing I can remember in the NBA to like a pennant race. Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of the equivalent of that. And and these twenty games, the Spurs are playing the the Heat tough, and the Spurs went double overtime last night, and they're not playing with their best player. No, uh, so they're not going to be able to close that game. No, no, I don't think so either. But you know, it's 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 an interesting time, and we'll we'll see what happens. You know, we'll, we'll see the one that dust settles tonight. The Celtics could be three games up on the Raptors, three games out of Chicago, and um, you know, tied with Cleveland for that uh, fifth spot. And we have the head to head on Cleveland. Celtics three and one, right? Yeah, so the right now they're two and one. Maybe they play one more time or something. I don't think they play. I think they just play three times this year. So they they got the tiebreaker. They got the tiebreaker. Yeah, and they have the tiebreaker on Miami too. So, Mm -hmm. yep. So that's that's where things stand. Yeah, things are looking up. So big game tomorrow. Keep it going. Get to eleven games over five hundred. Be awesome for a team that was you know three games under probably at the beginning beginning of February. Uh, quite a turnaround. You know, it'll be a good way to end the month tomorrow. Right, one other one other over-under for you. The Atlantic Division right now, the way it goes, uh, Phillies in first, Celtics are in second, Toronto's in third, Brooklyn's in fourth. Over-under um, one and a half on where they finish. Yeah, they're the going to finish second. Uh, the the James Harden, Embiid, that team's going on a run. Okay. Yeah, that so, team's going on a run. For you folks, I, I agree. I think I I, I, I think um, Philly's going to finish with the best record out of the four. For you folks betting at home, bet the over on wins for the Celtics. If it's at 49 and a half, I bet you it's lower than that. Bet the over. Um, and as far as you – know, I don't give any advice to gambling people at all. You guys don't fucking listen to – this pod for money advice. And, and I, you know, I would roll the dice on the Celtics getting out of the East. I wouldn't bet on sports. The money, you know, would be good if you want. 
What? Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on sports. That's what I wouldn't do. Well, I will, and I have. And I bet all my do. money in crypto, cryptocurrency. Yeah, you and Putin. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see everyone soon.